Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. Read into the lyrics, so let the fucking milk quench your thirst. As long as you 
All right, welcome podcast listeners and welcome live viewers and listeners. This is The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. If you're catching the podcast, you're only catching the 8 to 9 p.m. Pacific hour. So head on over to twitch.tv slash Media. Join the old folks home of Twitch politics. And it's also called the now space. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder. Hi, I'm historian Matt. And uh, you can find me on other shows like... How the Tech Are You, which is our tech show for Echoplex Media, doesn't go out live, but we do release it to all the podcatchers and YouTube on Wednesday. Um, and a, 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 not a correction, but a helpful info, I guess. If you're on the East Coast, you're getting the uh, the 11 to midnight uh, portion of the podcast or of the, the whole show for the podcast. Um which will explain why I'm a little, I might be yawning a little bit. <laughs> um, what else? I guess, uh, do you want to give the people what they want? Police officers. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop It's the sound of a taser Your body drops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption and the racism is gone. They've been keeping the peace. Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls. Got a cure for your social disease. Follow the law, don't hate the cops. 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 So a Fox 
News alert for you. A remarkable story. We don't know the full parameters of it, but apparently the FBI has launched a full-scale purge of supporters of Donald Trump. That would be Joe Biden's likely opponent in the coming presidential election, and that purge has intensified significantly today. So Steve Bannon just said that yesterday alone, the FBI raided the homes of dozens of Trump allies. We want to get to the bottom of this. Well, that was yeah. a, a weird place to cut it. Yeah, that was a weird place. But um, maybe if they didn't break laws, they wouldn't get raided by the FBI. Right, because Steve Bannon got a, got arrested. I think he got arrested in, in like conjunction with that um, fucking build the wall thing that he was doing with senior yeah. airman Brian Colfidge. Yep. So like that has really nothing to do with the election or any like upcoming election it has to do with like grifting a bunch of people out of money for a wall that they couldn't possibly ever build uh, i think it's called defrauding in his case defrauding a bunch of people out of their money for for a wall that didn't get built not for nothing gofundme just let him do it oh yeah it was obviously a scam from the jump but gofundme is like we're gonna get our fees on this thank you very much yeah. here's a steve bannon after being arrested get walk getting perp walked and just ranting as he walks down the hall this is what happens the last days of the dying regime. They will never shut me up and kill me first. I have not yet begun to fight. Yeah, maybe you should start. Get the fuck out of here, you drama queen. <laughs> Nobody's going to kill you. They're just charging you with fraud. <laughs> Man, fucking Steve Bannon. This has like been ongoing for a while, too. Like The Bannon thing is not like a new investigation. This has yeah. been under investigation since Trump's Department of Justice was the Department of Justice. This yeah. is not new. Bannon like went off and tried to make friends with the people, uh, the the Unification Church people. And then he did a, yeah. a video from the Unification Church guy or the guy who runs the New York Post or whatever it is, that guy's boat. That was really weird. Uh, Unification Church, it used to be the Moonies, right? Uh, yeah, they... Yeah, the 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 sun uh, some sun young moon or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah. he's no longer there. But yeah, they were derisively called the Moonies. Here's Steve yeah, Bannon outside, outside. <laughs> um, talking about Wall Street and shit. This audience is nothing but a pauper. You know why you're a pauper? Because the Federal Reserve, the oligarchs on Wall Street, the oligarchs in in Silicon Valley, in the Uniparty in Washington D.C. Don't ask me. Look at your own lived experience. Today, go home and look at your bank account. See what inflation. Why did your friends You're all in bondage, and the populist nationalist movement offers you freedom, and we are not about to back down. Why did they guilty? The, the audio it's, was pretty bad, but like you got the gist of it. He was like out there ranting about the Federal Reserve and shit. It sounded like some reporters were trying to ask him questions that started with why did and I couldn't really make out the rest of it. Yeah. But I'm hoping the question is, why did you even think to work with known grifter Brian Colfidge? I'm hoping that was one of the <laughs> questions. Right. So, so fucking crazy. It's Steve Bannon. It has absolutely nothing to do with the election. I don't know what who the other 34 people who were raided were, but it had absolutely nothing to do with the election. And uh, no. as as you could tell, Steve Bannon, as you can tell by the next uh, image here, uh, Steve Bannon, they didn't really hold him. They just arrested, purple walked him and let him go. Yeah. I, w I wonder what's up about that, but 
Um, it's a white collar crime, nonviolent yeah. crime. I'm okay with, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to go build another wall. I don't know. Anyway, well, here's I, him. I here's mean, him usually on. they let him go if they don't think he's going to, if he's going to not be a flight risk and I'm not so sure about him. We'll see. Maybe they are. I don't know. We'll see. Here's a, uh, here's Steve Bannon and my ex-boyfriend, Char Charlie Kirk. I'd say one of the best days of my life. It was a very powerful spiritual day for me. It was a lot of things were, you know, came into high clarity. It was, I was totally in the zone, as you say, in sports the entire time. And, uh, you know, they're not going to shut me up. We see it is, it, you saw from the demonic speech that Biden gave in Philadelphia, exactly. The, this is a dying regime. That was a primal scream. And here, what they're trying to do, no matter who it is, Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago, there were 35 FBI raids yesterday. Right. Handing out. There's another grand jury uh, coming together on January 6th. The Washington Post reported it. They just reported a couple of names. There were 35 senior members of MAGA, uh, Republicans, supporters of Donald Trump uh, that were, roll, you know, the FBI rolled in on. Right. When they didn't need to do it. Remember, all these people have lawyers. All their lawyers are very well known. No, the jackbooted Gestapo has got to show up at their door and, uh, and make a big display of this. So there's so much going on that people don't even know it's. I don't even know who the fuck else got arrested. They didn't make and a big not, show of shit. If there were like, if there were multiple perp walks, we would have just filled the upfront hour. We would have pretended it wasn't nine eleven. Would have just been perp walk <laughs> after perp walk after perp walk after perp walk. Would have been the perp right. walk hour for the upfront this week. Yeah, he knows what he was talking about. Also, like how we uh, went off on uh, Biden for his, you know, Biden had a speech where he he blasted the MAGA people and. Um, you know, Trump has been doing that sort of thing, not against MAGA, but against all his opponents for years and saying like semi-coherent, you know, attacks against, against people. But Biden, you know, has one speech where he, he goes off on the other side and suddenly he's a caveman, crazy person. So I think one of the other people that got arrested or like that had got a visit from the FBI must have been uh, Peter Navarro because yeah. he went on the Stu Peters show to, I don't know act like he was part of what happened here here's some clips of it here's a clip of it making an example out of everybody who is an outsider by throwing them in prison or executing them this is what will happen yeah, to yours, you yours yours truly is exhibit absolutely a. I mean, think about he's it. like they've already executed me three times i'm like, I'm like a, <laughs> a middle class professor who served four years honorably by all accounts saving lives creating jobs and now I'm facing a million dollars in legal bills, and they already put me in 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 leg irons. I mean, why? Just because I was a Trump guy, and and it's just, I mean, this country cannot function if we have people doing that to people like me. I mean, I'm. You're a scumbag, Peter Navarro. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> middle class professor i don't was he a professor i don't know maybe he was no idea I but i heard they know him at all <laughs> um we've played clips of peter navarro a bunch of times yeah on, i know i recognize the name and I, I recognize him but i don't like know anything more he was like a <clears throat> he was like a like a pick me kind of guy during the trump thing you know what i'm saying uh yeah he wasn't like he wasn't like so. a bannon or a, or a gorka even speaking of gorka our next clip is gorka he wasn't really in the inner circle he was like maybe sort of a, the circle outside of that. So he was pulling a big old pick me during Trump and that's probably how he got himself in trouble. Right. 
doing yeah. a little little yeah. too much pick me a little too much pick me um here's sebastian gorka he's going to um well he's going to say that trump is the most innocent man in american political history <laughs> this is the most innocent man in american political history for six years they've come after him first the billy bush tapes then Russia collusion, then the Mueller probe, then impeachment one, then the quid pro quo, then impeachment two, then the January 6th committee, now raiding his private home, never convicted of any crime. Is there anyone in politics or outside of politics who could have survived the scrutiny this man has undergone? And let's. Uh, yeah, everybody, actually. <laughs> I mean, he's most- had a lot of scrutiny because he's done a lot of very questionable things and. Uh, he wasn't convicted or of any crime. The uh, while he was in office, he was basically protected from the Justice Department. <clears throat> they said they specifically would not go after a president, which is stupid. Yeah, I think. Yeah, a- I think like depending on the crime, definitely. So here's more of Steve Bannon, him and a uh, Rudy Giuliani famous lawyer rudy giuliani are gonna have a talk about uh whatever a special master is um and that yeah. merrick garland should be uh resign or be impeached because of a the judge some judge ordered uh like a special master to look over the documents that were taken in the search what? that ha- that was conducted at mar-a-lago oh and she crushed him i don't even know she enjoined the investigation that nothing can go forward I don't even know how they appeal this. I don't even know how they, I don't know how they're not asking, Republicans are not asking for Merrick Garland to do the honorable thing and submit a resignation. Wouldn't that be the logical? This has never happened in the history of the Republic, where a federal judge has taken, am I incorrect in that, Rudy? You know the history. No, no, you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, if this this were normal circumstances, someone would introduce an impeachment uh, resolution in the House. I know it's not going to go anywhere, but it should be. I mean, this is impeachment material here with regard to the impeach, attorney general. Impeach, impeachment for the, the attorney general. For, I'm, I have no idea what they're talking about, like why they think Merrick Garland did something wrong. Like, so, because he, he raided, had the FBI raid uh, Mar-a-Lago? Well, searched. It was a search warrant. Um, yeah. There was some judge just said that uh, some third party needs to take a look at um, what was yeah. uh, seized. And I feel like that might be common. Uh, I mean, these these types of cases aren't very common, but um, special master, they specifically they're brought in to or his job. He has to have a high security clearance and he's supposed to separate what is actually like the highly secure documents that Trump is not supposed to have versus, uh, you know, attorney, um, privilege and uh, client privilege type documents that the, uh, the court is not supposed to see. Uh, and also supposedly, um, the, uh, executive privilege stuff, but he, it has to be something from when Trump was actually in office and could claim executive privilege on, and not currently because he doesn't have executive privilege anymore. And if I understand correctly, he can't go back and retroactively claim executive privilege on something now. Yeah. Yeah. I think the current administration would have to do that and they don't seem inclined. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. 
So Trump's lawyer is not a very serious person at all. Um, <laughs> you don't remember the day that we found out that some of the documents were, in fact, information of that uh, intelligence had gathered about other countries' uh, nuclear capabilities? Yeah. Well, that very morning, she went on. Uh, she went on Newsmax and said this. Okay. I saw this meme that was very funny um, on Instagram, I believe it was, and it said it's amazing. At first, it was the codes to the nuclear weapons. Right. Now it's invisible classified documents. Um, you know, it could mean anything. I don't know. It could mean that they gave those documents to NARA and to the FBI prior, as we know, which they had done. Um, it could mean there was nothing in them. It could mean they're invisible if you're, you know, in, in their administration. I truly don't know. Guess <laughs> so, you didn't get the news. <laughs> yeah. So the idea that like the launch codes would be there is so stupid. This was this. You yeah. have to assume that they just don't change the launch codes when the new president comes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that there's just like a there's just like a fucking code that you dial into your fucking phone and it starts launching <laughs> missiles and shit. Like having like a six month old like stale ass launch code is probably illegal, I guess. But it you can't really yeah. do anything with it. Right. Right. Like I don't care if he like wrote down the launch code, whatever the fuck that means. Like that's not nobody. Nobody thought he had that. Yeah, it's just seven, 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 seven. <laughs> it's easy, easy to remember. Fuck, man. All right. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know much about this this lawyer. I've heard some some things. I don't know if it's that one or or a different one. But Trump was having some severe problems getting a lawyer because he, you know, doesn't pay them. He has a history of his attorneys actually getting arrested. So <laughs> <laughs> that that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So we're definitely not getting to this whole docket tonight. I can already tell. We're going to go to the good liars here. It's just a short clip. It's actually only illegal when Hillary does it, whatever oh, it okay. is. Do you think Hillary Clinton should have been charged for, for, for treason? Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. But the Clinton clan will always will cover them no matter what happens. And if Trump has found that he had the classified documents, would you want to charge him with treason? No, negative. No. No, I would not. But if, if he did the same thing that with Hillary, would you want him to be charged? No, I wouldn't. Okay. But, you, but her, she could go treason, maybe potentially die. Him, if he did the same thing, right. no treason. Because Trump is a patriot, Hillary is not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, at least that guy's fucking willing to just say it. Yeah. You got to admire his honesty. Man, all right. You know, I really don't like that a lot of fucking um, blue wave types like the Lincoln Project. Right. You know why? Because the Lincoln Project <clears throat> went about the uh, the business of creating the monster, and then once the monster yeah. was unleashed, they're like, "Oh shit, we got to do something about this monster." So that's why I don't like them. Yeah. And uh, here's Rick Wilson of the. Lincoln Project talking shit on Trump, and I say, let them fight. I hope they politically destroy one another. Yeah. Hey, folks. Wanted to say hi really quickly and to just give Donald Trump a message. Since you threatened to sue the Lincoln Project this morning, go for it. Go for it, bitch. Come at me. I. This is so sad. We're, we're delighted <laughs> by the thought that you would try to sue us, Donald. Do it. Do it. 
I double dog dare you. You know, when we put up the billboards in Times Square of Jared and Ivanka during the COVID crisis at the end of the 2020 campaign, we received this letter from Mark Kasowitz, Donald Trump's attorney, and it was this complete, you know, blustering shit show. Oh, we will certainly sue you. We read it in the Bane voice, right? You're not going to sue anybody, Donald. You're not going to do shit. You're not going to do a goddamn thing. You are weak. You are impotent. You are flabby. You are sitting there in the bridal suite at Mar-a-Lago or in the bridal suite at Bedminster, grinding your gears, wondering why that the Lincoln Project, no matter how many times you tried to kill us, keeps coming at you. You know why? We're here in this fight for the long haul because you are a threat to democracy. You are a threat to America. You are a threat to the Republic. You are a threat to the Constitution. You are a thief of classified documents. You are a traitor to this country. You've tried to overthrow this government and the system of our, uh, of our peaceful transition of power, and fuck you. We're here, you're not. We will keep kicking your ass every single day. So if you wanna to try to sue us, Donald, go for it. Throw down, let's go. We can't wait. You won't do it because you are, in fact, as I said previously, completely impotent. Just ask Melania. Anyway, folks, other than that, it's a great day for America. Steve Bannon is in the, looking at the inside of a jail cell once again. Donald Trump is raging in Mar. Go fuck yourself or Bedminster or wherever he is today. And uh, it's a good day to be in the fight. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for like creating the modern Republican Party, Rick Wilson. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. Appreciate it. I mean, that was almost a, a palate cleanser. <laughs> I mean, almost. I like you need some popcorn. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Like I, I say, let them fight. Like, yeah. yeah. And there was like some, a lot of sex shaming there. A lot of some gendered slurs and shit. That's like, that's not a serious person either. Right. right. Rick Wilson is not a serious person. Um, and they're just, they're just, they're just mad that their like neocon grift came to an end. Like yeah. that they weren't, <laughs> that Donald Trump wasn't like, rah rah war or whatever among his many faults he wasn't like he wasn't running as like a wartime president and so like rick wilson and those people got fucking shut out and they didn't like it and so they went after him because they were like that's my ball and that's like that's like why i fucking hate them they they don't have any principles they don't <clears throat> they don't give a shit yeah uh the worst of them is bill crystal but anyway he he at least has the good sense to keep his fucking mouth shut <laughs> um, so here we go. We got more dumbassery about the uh, the fucking Hail Satan speech that Biden gave last week. I fucking loved that shit. <laughs> I think I only caught a part of it. I should probably go back and watch it. I just liked the the imagery. It looked very satanic, and I was I was for it. <laughs> anyway, here's CNN. Here's CNN both sidesing that shit. He wished Hitler would have finished the job. Um, anti-Semitic things, hateful things. Um, how? Or how, how should voters process that that's who Donald Trump wants to speak at his rallies? Optics are everything, as you know, in politics, John. And uh, as you can see there, the former president of the United States has run into some issues with optics coming out of his rally this right. week. And at the same time, <laughs> You also saw uh, President Biden come into uh, some criticism for optics coming out of um, his event this week, not comparing those two, but just saying that you just did. Uh, both President <laughs> President Biden and former President Trump are, are having some, some difficulties when it comes to optical issues that b both could have avoided uh, in the past week. And I wanted to say something about the Pennsylvania uh, Senate race. We were 
just optics, just having like a full blown fucking Nazi speak at your, your rally. <laughs> the same thing as some people oh, thinking maybe, maybe the, the president, the current president's thing looked a little satanic. It's just optics. All optics. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. CNN is just like a fucking, it's, it's, I don't know. They're, they're confusing. Like <clears throat> they've been doing it for a while now. They're getting confused. Like, balance isn't the same thing as the truth they're yeah. trying to be balanced all at the expense of the truth at the expense of like saying actually this is way worse than this both yeah i heard that cnn took a right turn recently to as sort of i guess because they were getting balanced uh bashed for being a left-wing organization for so long they're and trying I, to look well, more central i think it's pretty easy i mean i could tell you why who watches cable TV? Like who, who still has cable? Yeah. Like older yeah. people and older people Everybody tend else. to be more conservative. Yeah. Everybody else is on the internet. Yep. Show me the money, baby. Show me the money. Here's some other dumb shit. This one's better though. This is a, uh, uh, MAGA pastor. He's going to talk about the power of Satan. This is going to be a way better, okay. way better clip about the, about what I'm just going to call Biden's satanic coming out speech. Something hit him when he got up there. I know what that something was. The power of Satan himself. Yeah. Just like Senator Palpatine in Star Wars. Can barely walk until Satan touches him and then he becomes this rough and tough. But he's a coward without Satan's power. When he came there, the drugs kicked in, and he delivered a commanding speech. Fuck? Oh, yeah. Drugs? By his standards. He started off real hoarse, but like a pro, he managed to get over it, fumbled over the first few words, and then Satan took over. <laughs> Joe, Joe Obama spent weeks preparing this speech and the background. This was something that was set up by Satan himself. <laughs> that was way better than the other one, right? Yeah. I don't know if Satan took over. Satan's pretty good fucking speechwriter. <laughs> I mean, I'm with it, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. My favorite, my favorite thing about all that was all the people saying it was satanic. <laughs> and I even made a few bucks selling shirts suggesting that it's satanic so everybody oh, okay. wins everybody wins. there we go so up next we uh i try not to do too much of this but uh we're gonna play some clips of a man who could very likely be georgia's next senator <laughs> of my opponent senator Raphael one night i remember hearing him say america need to apologize for it whiteness and I'm like, that's not in a Bible I ever read. Because if you really look at the situation, our founding fathers already apologized for his whiteness. Because if you read the Constitution, it talks about every man being treated fair. But what we've done, we put the wrong person at the table to do the negotiation for you. What the fuck? No idea. He's up by three points, dude. I thought he was behind before, but okay. Well, but it was, it was, if he was behind, he was behind by like two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like, well, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like Mr. Oz where sometimes he's down by 12 points. 
<laughs> we right. do have some Mr. Oz is up next, but here's another, uh, here's another Herschel Walker. He's, uh, talking about bulls and fields and cows and pregnancy. It's, all over the place. <laughs> tell you this little story I heard one time. It's about everybody thinking something is better somewhere else. And I remember talking about this bull that was out in the field, and he had six cows with him. Three of them was expecting calves. He had these six cows, but what he was worried about, he kept his nose up against the fence, seeing these other three cows up on the hillside. So as he's looking up on the hillside of these other three cows, not worried about what he got now, the grass is as tall as his knees. All he had to do is eat grass, but he worried about something else. And so one day, he measured that fence up. He measured that fence up and he said, you know, I think I can jump this fence and get over there those other cows. Now, not worried about what he got, I can jump it, I'm gonna get over there. So as he got back one afternoon, he took off running and he dove and as he made it over the fence, his banner got all cut up and stuff. He rolled up and he got up and he knew he would have made it on the other side. He was so excited about it. And then he ran to the top of the hill. When he got up there, he realized that they were bulls too. And the reason I tell you that, don't think something is better somewhere else. This is a good place. And the way we make it better is by coming together. So I'm Herschel Walker. I'm going to win that sentence. So this is I like, mean, go ahead. That, that was a coherent story. At least I don't know what the point of it was, but I mean, at least it kind of made sense and it was kind of funny. That was, that was pretty good for him. Yeah. I mean, what's going on with him is what happens when you're rich and you're surrounded by people who only tell you yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, there's nobody in this guy's life who can tell him no. Uh, there was a really good right. episode uh, on the Unpops Network about this guy's history of yeah. um, abusing people, um, including you know partners of his, etc. And so yeah. there's like nobody for the one reason. One reason is that he's rich, but two also he's been an abusive motherfucker for a lot of his life. Yeah. And so there's nobody around him willing to tell him no. So he's just gonna go fucking probably win the Senate seat. And I don't know what the fuck he's going to do after he wins. <laughs> like just kind of caucus know. with the Republicans and just vote for whatever they vote for. I don't know. Is he going to try and abuse other senators? That's probably not going to work out. Well, I wouldn't get kicked out for it. Yeah. Well, on the bright side, here's somebody who's going to lose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like there's no, there's, there's, there, it's not, some of the it's not even close anymore <laughs> some of the pennsylvania like media is trying to pretend that the doc the mr oz versus uh john yeah. fetterman thing is close it's not he's yeah. gonna lose and here he is on um whether or not the election was stolen in 2020 jan tweeted in do you believe the 2020 election is stolen the second part of this i think is me to me but you won't ask a hard question like that uh so here's the first question do you believe the 2020 election is stolen I've been asked that question many times as a doctor. I'm very precise with the words I use. Uh, there's lots more information we have to gather in order to determine that. And I'd be very desirous of gathering some. I think it would improve the process in general. So, yes or no. <laughs> it sounds like it. 
as a doctor, I've been very, I have to be very precise. Like when I hucked these weird <laughs> supplements on my TV show <laughs> That's over right. and over and over again. I'm very precise and not actually claiming they do anything. Right. What I'm going to do what is make very, you think they do. <laughs> what I'm very precisely going to do is not answer your fucking question. That's right. <laughs> well, here's someone who did lose. It's Sarah Palin. <laughs> and everybody should be angry that she lost. I wasn't even paying attention. That harms the entire nation. So I think the entire country should be angry at what's going on with this establishment system. And it was the political establishment that created this system with the ranked choice voting and without encouraging the other Republican to drop out once he got thumped three times. Others should be outraged about what's going on here because we, our system is harming the rest of the U.S. She lost what? in she lost in Alaska, like deep red Alaska. Right. Where they, uh, yeah, I, I remember that they did the ranked choice. They changed the ranked choice voting. Uh, and like, I'm not a super fan of ranked choice voting, but it's better than what we have. If you have more than one candidate. Uh, and I know like, I think the Republicans are now using that, uh, that election as an exemplar saying you, we do not want to do rank choice anywhere else in the nation. Cause then we'll never win again. And it's like, that's more telling on yourself than on rank choice voting. Right. Also like not for nothing going around telling everybody that they didn't get Sarah Palin because of rank choice voting is actually like probably going to make rank choice voting more popular. I think in some, some groups definitely will. <laughs> also, I just want to be clear. I'm not a super fan of ranked choice voting because I think uh, approval voting is better. Uh, having you know tried them both out and and done some research on the area, uh, again, it's better than what we have now if we have more than one candidate running for some election. So here, um, here's more on. <laughs> <laughs> ranked choice voting this time she's on the steve bannon show i'm unsure if this is before or after steve bannon got arrested again well you called it steve when you explained what this new fangled cockamamie system called ranked choice voting is all about when it doesn't matter if you perhaps are the most popular or most qualified candidate uh no it, it you can get a whole lot of votes steve but if you don't get enough second or third rankings from voters who choose another candidate, then you're eliminated you or the then most you get popular. second place and you don't win. And it's complicated. You explained it best. President Trump explained it very well in a rally that he had up here. I'm sure he Alaskans did. That uh, this newfangled experiment with ranked choice voting will split votes it will allow liberals to skip on in which is exactly what's happened thus far and um it's a it's a very very uh, potentially fraught with fraud even system <laughs> so i like how she thinks it's complicated for you to be like my first second and third choice are as follows um, um i want to argue that yes it is complicated uh, not for anything that they're saying or saying that's fraught with fraud, but when you have uh, too many people to, to vote for and rank certain choice, or there's some people that you don't know much about, it becomes really difficult to actually rank your choices. You may very obviously know what your first, second, and third is, but like the lower numbers, 
you might not know. And then does that invalidate your, your ballot or not? No. You know, like how do you, how do you deal with that? I think there's some ways of dealing with that. The the way I understand the systems that, that do rank choice voting is if you just pick your first one, that's just all you get. If you pick two, then you get two. You, you get to decide you, they don't just throw I, out your ballot because you didn't you rank them numbers to, one. They, you, no, they, they don't just throw out your ballot because you didn't rank yeah. all 12 of them, one through 12, <laughs> as according to your favorite. If you want to just vote for one in rank choice, you can vote for just one. If you want to just vote for two, you can vote for two. There's no system in which they're going to invalidate your ballot because you didn't vote for enough people. Okay. They don't do it. that. It doesn't happen that way. That's actually like one of the... One of the dumb things that people say about rank choice is that, oh, you have to really? vote. You have to rank all 14 of these. people. No, you just pick your favorite one, but then you don't get to pick your second choice. And you're in a way in that system by not picking your second choice. There's a way in which you are throwing away your ballot. If your first choice doesn't win, you're like right. taking yeah. away your own voice. Yeah. So it's it's voluntary. Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to vote for any of them. You can just leave the whole fucking thing blank. <laughs> you turn well, in a yeah. blank ballot I mean, with just your name away completely. But. That I mean, some people don't want to vote for something or they don't have a good idea. Um, I did not know that. I was like, um, I was under the impression that problems happened if you didn't vote for everybody, uh, rank everybody. Now, but that makes sense because from what I can tell, the way they, from what I remember how they actually calculate the um, the numbers, it's uh, uh, the voting system, it's, it would work even if you didn't have everybody listed there. So just eventually your your ballot would be thrown out if they had to go too far down the the list. Right. Right. Yeah. And Anyways, it still means if you lost a ranked choice voting ballot election, like you were not the most popular. That's bullshit. <laughs> what right. Sarah Palin was saying. She lost. <laughs> no, right. you know, no doubt about it. Right. Because she probably got a lot of first places or whatever. I don't know. She also threw some other Republican under the bus during that election. She fucked that whole yeah. thing up. So she knew the, <laughs> she knew the rules too, before she went into that election. Yeah. Just like the, See, the problem is if you have ranked choice or you use approval, any of those, like the new types of voting systems there, you, you do better if you're more moderate and if you're more extreme, you'll get some first from your, the extreme wing of, you know, of your base but everybody else is going to vote against you. Like if you get first and last and like everywhere, you're, you're not doing so well, but if you get first and seconds, you know, or, or thirds or even seconds and thirds, you can actually do a lot better. I mean, that's one of the arguments for it. I just think it's better. I just think like it's better than what we have, because if you can, if you go there and you're like, Oh, I actually like two of these people, then you can go, uh, but I like this person better Then you can go one and two. It's just better. Yeah. It's, Anyway, we're uh, there's actually uh, you can check out a uh, episode of the Plex. It's an interview um, with the uh, last name is Justice, and uh, it's about uh, approval voting. You just go to our website, you hit approval voting in the search bar, and you can grab it on your podcatcher of choice. We're gonna move I think on that to was on Encyclopedia Podcastica. Oh, you could still search for it on my website. Yeah, you can still find it. <laughs> um, Sorry, we're gonna move on to news about the Queen, but don't worry, it's just gonna be, you know the news we would cover about the queen. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck about the queen, but uh, neither does this lady on the street. Apparently that CNN tries to talk to. She lives here in Windsor. And I just wonder what you thought, what your first reaction was when you heard the news that uh, the queen is under medical supervision. Um, 
I mean, I think it's pretty sad, like, when anyone kind of gets in that position. Like, you wouldn't want that to happen to your own family member. Um, but I, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of the Queen or just, like, the monarchy in general, so I wasn't, like, that upset or overwhelmed by it. It was just something that happens, I guess. You're not the biggest fan of, of the monarchy. I wonder why. Um, mainly to do with, like, British, like, colonial history things like that a lot of things that have gone on which have been quite shady even like recently with like Prince Andrew and everything so um, yeah I'm not really that biggest fan. Fair enough well, it was nice, talk nice talking to you um, there's a couple of Americans over here as well who are on holiday here from Cleveland and I just wonder uh, what did you guys think uh, when you first heard heard the news that uh, the Queen is under medical supervision? Well, we were surprised. Here we are on a holiday, and then all of a sudden, all this hubbub comes, which is, you know, kind of different dynamic for your typical tourism day. I wonder what your perception is of the Queen more generally. Um, I think she's an amazing woman. I mean, if you think what she has seen in her lifetime and what she's dealt with nationally, globally, family, and she's kept a level head. Um, and she's 96 years old and has been going strong till now. That's impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, Anderson, I just have to tell you um, before we wrap up here that... Yeah, impressive like a trust fund. What are you talking about? Like, there's nothing impressive about being born into the royal family and then, like, yeah. not, like, wiling out all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think that if I had that kind of money, I could be pretty level-headed and just kind of keep it, keep it mellow, but... Oh, that was I mean, there's a little bit of, like, being in the, um, you know, news all the time and having to be... Real, real careful what you do because uh, everything's public but you know for what like billions of dollars i think i could handle that you know <laughs> right right money money makes certain things a little bit easier yeah and apparently like that money's not even going to be taxed when it oh, of course uh, not. transfers yeah, of course not. not come on of course not of course not <laughs> so yeah I mean, how do you tax a $400 million ruby that's in a crown? Like, it's just too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so, apparently... Well, you tax it by giving it back to India. Oh, oh, please, sir. Please. <laughs> please. Let's, let's, not, let's, let's not get crazy, Matt. <laughs> that's right. So, apparently, CNN uh, is very concerned as to whether or not Joe Biden is going to invite Donald Trump to the Queen's funeral. Yeah, what, what the fuck is going on over at CNN? That, I, I, no idea. That is just like fascinating me, which is the notion that it's going to be basically left up to President Biden as to whether or not he brings other presidents with him to the Queen's funeral. I mean, the 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 the, the UK has made it very clear that's up to the president. He's invited, and he can bring whatever delegation. So obviously, Obama, you know, Carter. Uh, Bush, no-brainers. What about Trump? Will he invite Trump? We'll see. I mean, that is a difficult uh, question of protocol of diplomacy. But I am told by a couple of diplomatic officials that uh, look, that the the uh, Buckingham Palace is leaving it up to every country individually. I mean, imagine the nightmare of trying to do former presidents and former you know defense ministers. But in the in this case, it would be an easy solution if Trump wasn't in the picture. We'll see what they do. I mean, president Obama, when he was in office, he invited a President Bush, President Clinton, President Carter to go with him to Nelson Mandela's funeral as part of, of the delegation. So there is protocol for having U.S. presidents invite other presidents. Who knows? Maybe in the spirit of uh, 
of uh, forgiving and giving. Uh, President Biden will invite uh, Donald uh, Trump on the Air Force One. I doubt that'll happen, but I do expect some type of a bipartisan delegation. But look, they are leaving it to the White House, we're told. The White House is saying we're not going to say anything about this until the palace makes funeral arrangements. But by Monday, uh, they're going to have to figure this out because the funeral time will be announced tomorrow. See, I think, Esmeen, I think that the, the, that the, the clever move is to invite him. Yes. And then see if he goes. And see if he goes. I don't think President Trump, former President Trump, would want to be subordinate on Air Force One. And I think probably he prefers his own plane anyway. What do you think? I think that's probably true. Um What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) The easy answer is no. Yeah. No. You don't invite that motherfucker anywhere. You're the current president of the United States. No matter who you are, you're trying to you're trying to make the rest of the world forget about that shit. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, like I get it. Like it's a queen. It's important to you know people in the UK and all. But I think it's kind of weird that any of us in the U.S., particularly like the president, would be going to the funeral of somebody who represented an institution that we rebelled against to create our country in the first place, you know, and not for I mean, nothing. It's like a fake monarch. Better... It's, a, it's like a fake monarch too. Yeah. I know we, it's not, not a real monarch anymore. And we have a much better relationship now, but it's just, it just strikes me as a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah. You'd think we'd just kind of stand on principle and not go and be like, listen, no personal yeah. shade, but you know, read a history book. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I don't even fucking, you think anybody there, anybody involved wants Donald Trump to go? (laughs) Nobody wants him there. (laughs) Like nobody, like the people for the German delegation doesn't want him to go. The French delegation doesn't want him to go. I don't know if there's a Russian delegation. Those people are probably split. The fucking, the British folks don't want him to go. The Spanish delegation doesn't want him to go. (laughs) Like none of them motherfuckers. (laughs) No, the Japanese delegation doesn't No, nobody wants that motherfucker to go to anybody's party anymore. And also yeah. not for nothing, he's like under investigation. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. He may not be legally allowed to leave the country right now. <laughs> well, no, that's that's actually not true. He they haven't taken his passport or anything, but it's okay. like don't encourage it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, really. Just like don't encourage this man's narcissism by inviting him to the fake queen's funeral. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For fuck's sake. What a dumb fucking thing to say. Uh, speaking of dumb things to say, here's Tucker Carlson going to talk about why um, he's going to talk about colonialism, but he's going to suggest that the people of Africa should be grateful for colonialism. Of course. To this day, Britain claims to have won both of the 20th century's world wars, but together they destroyed that nation forever. After victory came humiliation. The empire evaporated and along with it, Britain's self-confidence and ultimately its self-respect. It's hard to believe now, but Britain wasn't always a regional banking center slash refugee camp. It was a real place with a history and a language and a culture and a genuinely remarkable people. A country in the North Atlantic the size of Alabama that somehow took over the world and ruled it with decency unmatched by any empire in- What the fuck? (laughs) I think that's the the low bar thing, like- He's going to say ruled with a decency unmatched by any other empire. It's like, yeah, <laughs> they all sucked. What, what's your point? And not for nothing. He just threw the entire current population of the country under the bus too, by saying, Oh, there were once like a decent people with a language and shit. <laughs> what are they fucking grunted each that's other true. now? Tucker. That's true. <laughs> they had a culture. 
he called it a refugee camp and she fucking god damn dude yeah human history the british empire was not perfect but it was far more humane than any other ever it's gone now barely even remembered queen elizabeth ii was the last living link to a truly great britain today on social media the usual ghouls celebrated her death Quote, may her pain be excruciating, a Carnegie Mellon professor called Uju Anya wrote on Twitter of the Queen. May she die in agony. Various know-nothings in the media, including a columnist at The Atlantic and a couple of employees of NBC News, seconded that thought. The British Empire was evil, they wrote, apparently totally unaware of what came after it. And speaking of what did come after the British Empire. The American one? For example, did Africa fare <laughs> after the British left? Let's see. Uganda got Idi Amin, who was a cannibal. Rhodesia became Zimbabwe and then became the poorest country on the planet. Under but tell us more about Rhodesia and what happened in Rhodesia for a little while. Like <laughs> there were, there was like a whole white supremacist. Like there was like a whole, like they were trying to like have a, like a white supremacist state in Rhodesia, like against yeah. the wishes of the people of Rhodesia. He just not going to bring that part up. Under the racist yeah, lunatic, Robert Mugabe. As of tonight, South Africa is still being run into the ground by an incompetent kleptocrat called Cyril Ramaphosa. So it's hard to see any of that as an improvement because it's not an improvement. Sorry, Atlantic Magazine. And now, of course, the entire continent of Africa has a new master, the Chinese government. China is the latest colonial power to dominate Africa. But that's actually bad. Subjects will be pining for the yeah. British soon, assuming they are not already. that was just like the worst fuck like he went from he started with he came in hot with like the after world war ii they destroyed i guess like britain got destroyed and then they weren't a colonial power and now there's everybody there sucks and they fucking <laughs> just a refugee camp and shit like fucking yeah. get the fuck out of here he's like oh it's just a banking center and it's like dude there the london is like one of the richest cities in the world the the, U, the united kingdom city of london yeah they have they have so much extra money that they had a queen that doesn't even do anything that they just kept as a fucking decoration dude <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> they, much they, I mean, like, they, that's very much what what they did <laughs> like they they have so much goddamn money they're gonna get a king now and he's like not even into jewelry probably and he's gonna like be wearing like a fucking six million dollar bracelet and shit just to like yeah. go to like a dinner somewhere they got so much goddamn money that they stole from fucking people like fuck man oh my god here goes charlie kirk no. <laughs> talking about kind <laughs> just a kinder gentler colonialism for fuck's sake <laughs> We have some amazing guests this hour. In fact, we're guest heavy today, and it's because the news warrants it. We have Bruce Gilley, who's a professor of political science, joining us all about British colonialism, a very provocative topic that will assuredly make the media lose their mind about how British colonialism actually made the world decent, separation of powers, habeas corpus, freedom of speech, individual property rights, the respect and the dignity of the individual. Where did all those come from? The Magna Carta? the great thinkers of Edmund Burke to Shakespeare. Why is it that the world actually became more civil? Well, certain cultures are better than others. Saying that out loud is a thought crime. Oh, oh. dude. Whoa. Just straight up white supremacy, right? Yep. Just straight Absolutely. up. Just straight up white supremacy right there. Was the most benign global empire ever. And it's kind of sparked this conversation after the tragic and 
incredibly unfortunate death. It was not benign. Yeah, it I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Like the people of India would like a word, sir. By all and Africa, an incredibly stoic and wise woman who loved her country was also a devout woman of faith. And something that I'm very concerned about is that her death is only going to continue the secularization of Great Britain. It seems as if the as the bloodline continues, people that will now be taking the throne literally and taking the crown do not have the reverence for the church like she does or she did. I'm sorry. Okay. Sounds like it's at least a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Like my only hope is that I think it's Charles is next. My only hope is that Charles like puts the brakes on things and starts to fucking dismantle the monarchy. Yeah. After, I don't know. After, after what they fucking did do after what they did to his fucking wife, and I'm not suggesting yeah. that they had her killed. It's just the way they treated her wife, his wife, and yeah. her son's wife. Maybe he might be inclined to start dismantling the monarchy. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. I I just want to point out it keeps uh, Charlie Kirk and and our and Tucker were both saying that the British Empire was benign, and as you said, like maybe India has a would like to have a word. But, you know, it was also pretty bad in Africa. And we're all forgetting about the Native Americans who would like to have a word. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, the, you know, indigenous Australians, you know, like there is, um, there's a lot of people who would not agree with uh, that assessment. And, and I'm not, probably forgetting like a bunch of people. Even like the, even like the fucking rich upper, upper class white guys that we call the founding fathers might like a word yeah. about all that. <laughs> They're yeah. just mad about taxes though, which is the most American thing. Uh, we'll run right. a few minutes long. I hope you don't mind sticking around just a couple minutes That's long fine. tonight. Um, first, I want to tell you about 63. Um, it's actually the uh, most American uh, temperature. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Right, so let's talk is that about the situation we, out there, Kurt. Um, have, have, have Gavin Newsom's power police come and knocked on your door and told you to turn up your thermostat and not, not to charge your electric car? Well, being a man, I don't have an electric car. I have a BMW <laughs> like normal lawyers. Um, wow. And as for my thermostat, I'm going to run it at 63. You know why? Because I'm an American, and I'm not going to accept this lowering of standards. <laughs> you know, sniveling little pips. Like, the dude, like, he's got, like, the voice of, like, some sniveling kind of fucking pipsqueak guy, but then he's got, like, the, he looks like he might I'm punch you. I'm a man. Yeah, I'm a man. God damn it. I'm a man. I need it. Like, like, we don't do that. Like, it's, like, it, 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 it puts us in a weird position, right? Because we're not the masculinity yeah. police. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right, sake. right. It's just the juxtaposition of his like supposed man. Uh, I can't, I'm just, I'm just gonna get myself. I'm gonna get myself in fucking trouble if I keep talking. Governor, it was a beautiful <laughs> stay. It's full of opportunity, and I got to make my dreams come true. I got this law firm. I'm a writer. I was a stand-up comic. I got to be an army officer. I have a wonderful family. I mean, I've really lived the the American dream, and it never occurred to me I couldn't do something in California. And now my beautiful state, thanks to the magic of socialism, which is the only thing powerful enough to overtake something as glorious as California, they're asking me to settle for for, for blackouts, that's third world stuff. And, and 20 years ago, if somebody said, yeah, California's not going to have enough power, we'd have put them in, we'd, we'd have taken a, a, a butterfly net and taken them to a loony bin. Wait, what? Now we're expected here you are. to just accept this? 
that's crazy talk. Are you going to capture somebody yeah, with but a butterfly like, net? Like, back when it was uh, um, more capitalistic, uh, you had Enron, like, screwing California and on power and having roving blackouts then. Have you, have there been many blackouts there, Dave? Um, localized, sure, but that happens yeah. when it gets hot. Um, yeah. But the grid, like, more or less held. Um Right. Shout out to the people who went outside in that hundred and however many degrees and fucking did like hard work. Um, yeah. cause PG and E ain't exactly a great company. <laughs> like they don't really have the best <laughs> track record on this shit, but, uh, yeah, the grid held. But if you were to go to Newsmax, you'd think that the fucking grid failed. Right. And also it, I want to point out that, uh, if you, I, I obviously, I don't, I don't think you can specifically, but if, uh, you're, if you had a house and you, put uh, solar panels on your roof and had battery backup, like California's trying to push, you know, like it's very common. You probably would have been fine because solar still works in a heat wave. And not for nothing. If every, if everybody had an electric car and the car, say the, the grid started to have some problems and everybody's car was charged, those cars could start fucking putting power back in the grid. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're set up to do that, but that eventually that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough about it. And plus that that may be some weird propaganda from Elon that I'm buying into, so I'm going to hedge by saying I don't I don't know too much about it. We got one more. Yeah. <clears throat> we got Jordan Peterson. Oh no. <laughs> but this is don't worry, it's from Bad Stats, so it's like just the best little bits of Jordan Peterson. Okay. Everybody make sure you're following the Bad Stats and then afterwards I have like a funny like somebody did a remix. Okay. Of this. Okay. So here's a complain this was a 20 minute video but don't worry we're only going to get like two to two and a half maybe three minutes of clips from this shout out to the bad stats one of my favorite twitter accounts a few weeks ago the wise folks at twitter deemed it necessary to suspend my access to that platform despite the fact that i had several million followers despite the fact that i had used the platform in good faith despite the fact that I had put in the years of time and effort necessary to gain such an extensive following, despite the fact, as well, that I was a genuine force on Twitter, trending with a rather appalling and frightening degree of regularity. In many ways, I'm your monster. He's not wrong, kind of. I mean, well, what did he say that was, you know, got him kicked off? Because... I'm sure he said something stupid. Yeah, I don't know what it was, was this time. The, what? <laughs> I don't know what it was this time. This shit just keeps happening. Yeah. Maybe he'll tell us in this next clip. Who fucking knows? <laughs> okay. Twitter is a very difficult platform to use properly, and I have plenty to learn on that front. I didn't want to ignore Twitter, despite its pitfalls, even though I probably should have, because for better or worse, your platform is a major social player and psychological slash sociological phenomenon, one that I wanted to and needed to and felt a real responsibility to understand, and one that is impossible to understand, let alone master or diagnose, without its actual use. What the fuck? I don't know. He's like acting like he's doing something for Twitter by having a bunch of followers on there. Yeah. Like that he's helping them. <laughs> Here's him uh, fanboying a little bit about Elon Musk. We might also point out, since we're talking about moral insufficiency, 
that your recent discussions with Elon Musk didn't fare so well, did they? For Elon. The company seemed utterly unable or unwilling to specify even the percentage of fake bot accounts active on Twitter. A supporter of Twitter might object, Mr. Musk was just looking for the way out of a bad deal. Mm -hmm. I personally yep. find that argument weak to the point of preposterousness. It's not at all obvious to me that Mr. Elon Musk is anyone's fool, particularly not Twitter's. <laughs> I mean, maybe not, but his like stock took a dive and suddenly it's, it seemed like he may be having trouble getting money together. So he decided to try and get out of the deal. That makes sense. Or at least get a, like a better deal or something. You know what I mean? Here's him talking about how uh, it was unconstitutional to ban Trump from the platform. <laughs> I do understand, as I said, that many unpalatable and immoral broadsides were launched against Mr. Trump, including his banning from Twitter, Mr. Agarwal, a stain on the political landscape which has not yet been scrubbed away. Company had the presumption to ban Mr. Trump, despite the fact that he was the democratic choice of the majority of your populace. Elected president. Remain. No, that's not how our elections work, you and dumb you fuck. Haven't seen fit to lift that ban, <laughs> despite the fact that there is truly no shortage of genuinely bad actors on your very poorly run platform. And despite the fact that you simply do not have the moral standing or the authority in the most fundamental moral rather than narrowly legalistic sense to interfere in the operation of the polity that encompasses your operation and that you, hypothetically, are bound in allegiance to. You could have just let him continue with his Twitter actions and let the people judge. That's what the constitution of your country enables them to do. And you interfered with that, and you haven't changed your mind, and you've doubled down instead. This is... He's just wrong. I mean, he's talking about people... Uh, Trump like broke the TOS. He was like constantly doing it as well. The only reason he wasn't dropped off earlier is because he was the president of the United States. And then he complains about other people having problems and or doing bad things on, on Twitter. And yeah, Twitter has a big problem there. So I don't really want to uh, defend Twitter too much, but um, this is stupid. That's okay. This, this next thing I'm going to show you is not stupid. Check this out. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's literally two in the morning. I woke up suddenly from my slumbers with minions on my mind. Minions are evilly motivated and they are not so easily dispensed with. Being black, I think that breasts literally do not exist. <laughs> I am straight, although who knows when push comes to shove. Twitter is a platform. I tweeted several thousand low-resolution screenshots of gay porn. Within hours, I was banned again. Why? I don't know. One, two, three, four, and finally, six. I would rather die than die. Bruh. All dicks are exceptionally tiny except mine, which is almost one inch at minimum. Minions are valid. Sex is bad. L-O-L, L-M-F-A-O, bro, bruh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. People have been remixing his fascist screeds a lot lately. That one was good. really, really good. 
Uh, Matt, thanks for sticking around a couple extra minutes. I know you said you were a little tired before the show started. Um, my mind's a little bit tired too, though. I'm starting to, every, the wheels are starting to turn a little bit. I got some great stuff in, <laughs> in store for Red Light. Um, everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, if you're checking out the podcast and you've never watched live, check it out on Sundays. Also check out our other shows. Um, yeah, and check out How the Tech Are You. That's our podcast about tech. You can grab that on the same place you're listening to this if you're checking out the podcast. And we're going to play Boomers by Periscope, and uh, I'll be back. I'll have to change the color of the lights, change the contents of my beverage. And, uh, yeah. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks for having me. Try and be
Friday nights at 9 p.m. It's time to sit back, relax, and play conspiracy bingo with Echoplex Media. We've curated the best conspiracy theorists the internet has to offer and turned it into a live bingo game you can play for free with absolutely no prizes but bragging rights. You won't find a live stream like this anywhere else, and that's probably better for everyone else's mental health. Tune in every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia and find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.